Would you like to spend more time in God's Word? Does your tight schedule prevent you from sitting down with your Bible? Do you sometimes find the Bible confusing? Join me, Pastor Will Whedon, for The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, a daily 15-minute verse-by-verse Bible study with the church, past and present. You can listen anytime, anywhere, on your commute, at the gym, or while doing housework. Learn more at thewordendures.org or your favorite podcast provider. The Word of the Lord Endures Forever. Any adoption of same-sex marriage is not just a moral disaster, not just a social disaster, it's a gospel, it's a theological disaster. Progressive education assumes that humans are inherently good. Thus, education should be primarily about helping humans self-express, that there's inherently good things that need to be brought out of the person. God gives us children so they'll break our stuff to keep us from idolatry. Children force you to move out of yourself The idea that the church could gather without physically gathering together has no place in the church. Christ did not redeem the church, did not redeem his people virtually, but in reality. Lutheran organists love listening to issues, etc. while shoveling snow. They just can't help themselves, or so it seems. Modern-day prophets, well, they got to prophesy. And since a new year has come around... They have to make their predictions for what's going to happen in the new year. Have you noticed, though, if you follow any of these modern-day prophets, they're often very nonspecific and very vague, and they tend to hedge their bets. Welcome back to Issues Etc. live on this Friday afternoon, January the 6th. I'm Todd Wilkin. Thanks for tuning us in. It's this week in Pop Christianity. We're going to talk about some 2023 prophecies. Pastor Chris Rosebro joins us. He's pastor of Consfinger Lutheran Church in Oslo, Minnesota, and creator and host of the YouTube channel Fighting for the Faith. Chris, welcome back. Thanks for having me back, Todd. So you've been looking at these prophecies for a long time, and uh, so you can have some perspective here. Here, going into 2023, is there anything different about the kind of the tenor of the prophecies? I have noted that the so-called 2023 prophecies that I'm listening to and watching this year are, uh, they are absolutely non-lucid and almost like on purpose not saying anything specific. It's like the uh, these prophets are going out of their way to speak in vagaries, where in years past, they have been willing to give more specific type prophecies. And then most notably, you know, if you go back in the archives of issues, etc., you can find a, a program where we covered all the Trump prophecies that didn't come true, them prophesying that Trump would be reelected. Since then, they've really been timid when it comes to giving very specific prophecies. And so listening to what these so-called prophets are saying in 2023, you almost have to like need some kind of a decoder pin to figure out exactly what it is they're saying is going to happen because at the end of the day, they're really not saying anything. So they tried getting specific with Donald Trump, assuming, well, you know, there's a 50% chance, which is good enough in pop American Christianity for, for prophecy, apparently, and kind of got burned. So now they're, what, hedging their bets prophetically? <laughs> you could say that. Uh, so they, they do feel the need to have to fill the world with their so-called prophecies. But I don't even know if hedging is the right way of putting it. It's 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 become so just gibberish. It's almost like doublespeak that it can mean practically anything. There's no way to validate whether or not these prophecies come true or not. 
and so they've become maybe they're being safer in their their non-specific type of prophecies so that they you know people don't readily identify them as the false prophets that they are by what means do these prophets maintain any credibility with their audiences when they're either as you've said this year so vague smart people can see through this even not so smart people can see through this or when they're just outright wrong right so within the charismatic pentecostal and nar movements there has been a notable notable departure from the standards held out in the scriptures for prophets first john chapter 4 we are commanded as christians this is a new testament text to not believe every spirit but to test the spirits to see whether they are from god and john goes on to say because many false prophets have gone out into the world and so the bible actually requires christians before they ever consider listening to a prophet they have to be measured they have to be weighed they have to be evaluated biblically and the biblical tests require us to determine the source so in deuteronomy 18 god specifically says that if a prophet arises and prophesies something's going to happen and it doesn't take place that that is not a word that the Lord has spoken. We can determine definitively that God is not the source of that particular prophecy, therefore the person's a false prophet. But in these in these Pentecostal charismatic NAR movements, they nowadays basically say that prophets need to risk being wrong and practice being prophets, and that the biblical standards of determining whether or not somebody's a false prophet, especially the, the one in Deuteronomy 18, apparently they don't apply today. And so they say there's all kinds of grace and mercy if you give a prophecy that doesn't actually pan out or come to pass, but it doesn't make you a false prophet. They are they are all on that bandwagon. And as a result of it, they've completely moved the goalposts. You know, we're not dealing with the biblical goalposts anymore for determining whether or not somebody's a prophet or a false prophet. They've created their own standards, and their standards make it so that they can give false prophecies, they can give vague prophecies, they can give prophecies that don't come true, and they're still prophets. And within the charismatic and NAR movements, they've almost created a conspiracy theory where the big bad boogeyman of Christianity is anybody who says that the office of apostle and prophet have ceased and that the sign gifts of the apostles are no longer in play. And so they, they claim to be continuationists, but if you know their history, historically, they've always claimed to be restorationists. God has restored these gifts. But now they, they claim the biblical high ground, say, we are continuationists. We believe the things that God has done. And how dare you critique our prophets who haven't given true prophecies and call them false prophets because you're just one of the evil bad guys. You're a cessationist. The best way I can describe it is, is that in these Pentecostal and charismatic movements, cessationists are viewed the same way NASA is viewed by flat earthers. Uh, the flat earthers believe that there's this vast conspiracy out there to hide the fact that the, uh, the the earth is flat. And so the evil big bad guys are the people who work for NASA. 
and same mentality now applies within the charismatic and Pentecostal movements. They will give all kinds of grace to somebody who gives vague, nonspecific, even false prophecies, all in the name of protecting continuationism against the evil, bad, no good cessationists. So it, it's a strange culture that uh, has arisen within these movements that have literally abandoned what the Bible tells us to do regarding testing prophets. Who are we going to hear from first? Okay, so we're going to hear first from Cindy Jacobs. And Cindy Jacobs is going to give us the official prophecy for 2023 that is put together by the Apostolic Council of Prophetic Elders and also globally other prophets that they've included in this. So this is, if you would, a, a compilation prophecy based upon the most notable prophets within the world today, including those on the Apostolic Council of Prophetic Elders. Hello. I just want to share with you uh, a compilation of the word of the Lord that came through our Apostolic Council of Prophetic Elders. And so uh, I, I want to share the year of 2023. Uh, in this year, God is going to give us great authority over chaos, but thematically, the year of bountiful blessings and turmoil. Uh, although we say this is the year for 2023, you have to understand that that you can't put all what God is saying or doing in a chronological year, but it, it is the season of it or what's happening in this season. And so there's a lot of really good things that the Lord says. There's some challenging things. First of all, for the body of Christ, and we heard this word about Goshen, establishing Goshen multiple, multiple times. In fact, when I took a poll of the prophets, I said, how many of you have been speaking on the subject of Goshen in the Bible? Many hands went up. And of course, we know that Goshen was a place in Scripture that God gave the children of Israel during a time of famine. And uh, it was a part of Egypt, was a bountiful land and the choice land. And what the Lord has been saying to us is there is turmoil ahead. However, for God's children, he has a bountiful place. And that God, another word came uh, along this line is that God is going to give us directions to Goshen. In other words, how do we take care of our families? How do we secure safety? How do we secure blessing? And, you know, sometimes things can be greatly disruptive. We know, for instance, what's happening in Ukraine and Russia, horrible things. However, God will bring the believers there from that place of, of sorrow, uh, people that have lost family in that conflict on both sides. But, but God will bring us to a place of victory. Okay, so I see what you mean by kind of the double-edged sword of uh, vagueness. Mm -hmm. And yeah. kind of st just stream of consciousness bordering on, on gibberish. The first thing that she said was God was going to, I think she said something like, give us authority over chaos. What does that mean in pop American Christianity speak? So you always have to use NAR speak here because uh, Cindy Jacobs is, is firmly planted in the New Apostolic Reformation. And so she, when she talks about authority over chaos, 
this is basically marching orders for the army of believers within the NAR to decree and to declare the end of chaos, to use their, their declarations and their authority as children of God to speak into chaos and bring it to an end. So if you, if you remember back during COVID, we had the race riots that took place in, in several cities in the United States after the, the death of, uh, of Floyd. And what ended up happening is, is there was a, a group of NAR leaders, including the apostle, that's what he claims to be, the apostle Bill Johnson, and a few other notable people within the NAR, and they recreated, I'm not making this up, you can look this up on YouTube and Google it, they recreated the scene from the Fellowship of the Ring where Gandalf stands against the Bullrock, and they had a staff, and they declared to racism, you shall not pass. And so they were speaking and decreeing the end of racial tensions in the United States by claiming that racism shall not pass and standing against it. And so when somebody like Cindy Jacobs talks in this way that, you know, he's giving us authority over chaos, that's a call for people to then speak their faith-filled declarations against chaos. Now, what chaos, well, whatever the chaos is in your life, maybe it can be your poorly behaved children or, you know, turmoil in the world or, or in your local area, whatever the chaos is, apparently God has given us authority over to, so we can speak against it and decree and declare it to be over. Then she talked about Goshen. Yeah. What did she have to say there? I well, I, I used my little orphan Annie decoder pin and still couldn't figure this out. Basically, what she's doing is she's misappropriating a biblical historical narrative. Now, it's absolutely true that Goshen was a place where the children of Israel survived a great famine as a result of a miracle that God had performed, really, in bringing Joseph from a prison to being the prime minister of, of Egypt, and then through his wisdom that God had given them, saving up food stores for an upcoming famine that God prophesied would happen, and it all turned out well. The children of Israel ended up surviving the famine by moving to Goshen. But I would note here that when somebody uses a text like this, I've seen pastors say, what's your personal Goshen? Or what's your personal Red Sea? Or things like this. This is a twisting of Scripture. So what she's doing is, is basically hijacking a portion of Scripture and then using it to paper over this false prophecy to make it appear that it is, a, it is an actual prophecy from God. But at the end of the day, it doesn't mean anything. So there's going to be turmoil in the world, but God's going to lead you to your personal Goshen. How does one even say, oh, wow, that was absolutely fulfilled in my life? And what does it mean to have a personal Goshen? Again, this is, this is absurdity at this point, but it is also a twisting of Scripture. She says God's going to give us directions to Goshen and how to take care of your family. I mean, this sounds like pretty mundane stuff. I, I'm looking at biblical prophecy, whether yeah. it be the foretelling, as often happens in biblical prophecy, or the foretelling, the, the proclamation. And it's usually not something like God's going to give us directions on how to, how to take care of our families. 
No, nothing like that. In fact, when you read the Old Testament prophets, it's sometimes a good way to think of the Old Testament prophets is that they were the prosecuting attorneys of the Mosaic Covenant. And over again, there were clarion calls in the prophets. Read Isaiah, read Jeremiah, read you know, read the minor prophets. These, these guys are brilliant in calling people to repent of very specific sins, of idolatry, of spiritual tepidity, and things like this, and calling them to abandon their false beliefs and trust in Yahweh and that God would forgive them. And then the prophets themselves gave very specific prophecies regarding things that would take place in future history, including naming uh, King Cyrus long before he ever was born as the one who would let the uh, the Israelites go or the, the Jews go from Babylon to the very specific prophecies about Jesus, that he would be born in Bethlehem, that he there would be a forerunner, uh, John the Baptist, who would come in the spirit of Elijah, that he would be betrayed for 70 pieces of silver, that his hands and feet would be pierced as part of his death, and that he would lay down his life for the sins of the people. All of these, when you talk about real prophets, read the prophets of the Old Testament, and that's that's the gold standard. And when you listen to somebody like Cindy Jacobs and this apparent compilation prophecy of the Apostolic Council of Prophetic Elders and just put them side by side, you realize that you know the biblical prophets are the gold standard. And what we're listening to from Cindy Jacobs, this is fool's gold. I mean, this is completely useless nonsense that she's speaking. Pastor Chris Rosebro is our guest, creator and host of the YouTube channel Fighting for the Faith. It's This Week in Pop Christianity. We're going through some 2023 prophecies. Up next, Chuck Pierce. Would you like to spend more time in God's Word? Does your tight schedule prevent you from sitting down with your Bible? Do you sometimes find the Bible confusing? Join me, Pastor Will Whedon, for The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, a daily 15-minute verse-by-verse Bible study with the church, past and present. You can listen anytime, anywhere, on your commute, at the gym, or while doing housework. Learn more at thewordendures.org or your favorite podcast provider. The Word of the Lord Endures Forever. The Issues Etc. Book of the Month for January would make a great gift for your pastor. It's the New Concordia Commentary on John, chapter 7, verse 2, to chapter 12, verse 50. This latest Concordia Commentary is written by Issues Etc. regular guest, Dr. Bill Weinrich. Learn more about our January Book of the Month at issuesetc.org or by calling Concordia Publishing House 1-800-325-3040. The New Concordia Commentary on John 7, 2 to 1250. An oasis in the desert of pop American Christianity. You're listening to Issues Etc. Psalm 144.1 Blessed be the Lord my rock, who trains my hands for war and my fingers for battle. Those serving in the armed forces want LCMS chaplains. We need courageous pastors to bring the gospel and sacraments to those protecting our nation, along with wise counsel and the peace found only in Christ Jesus. If you are between the age of 26 and 43 and have a heart for ministry in the armed forces, call 314-996-1337 or email lcmschaps at lcms.org. You wish your classical school could do more for struggling learners? Uncertain where to begin? The Memoria Press Schools Division includes Cheryl Swope, author of Simply Classical, A Beautiful Education for Any Child. 
The school's division will happily assist your school. Memoria Press offers an entire line of special needs resources for teaching math, reading, spelling, and more. Contact schools at memoriapress.com or order directly from simplyclassical.com with coupon code LPR23. Lutheran Church Missouri Synod chaplains deliver word and sacrament ministry to our military personnel and their families. For more information on their service, visit lcms.org slash armed forces. Serving those who serve LCMS ministry to the armed forces, lcms.org slash armed forces. It's 2023 Prophecies on our feature this week in Pop Christianity with Pastor Chris Rosebro of Fighting for the Faith. Chris, who is Chuck Pearson? What should we be listening for in his 2023 prediction? You think back to when you were on Prophecy Bingo. Chuck Pierce is uh, the, the apparent apostle. He's a self-proclaimed apostle at the glory of Zion in Texas. And he was invited on a prophetic discussion with Cindy Jacobs, and he is giving his own insights regarding what he thinks that the Goshen prophecy for 2023 is about and see if you can make any sense of what he says as he opines about the the Goshen prophecy for 2023. I look at all these words to see what are the common threads. Well, over and over, the Lord said that I'm going to give you directions to your Goshen. Do you you want to talk about that a minute also? Uh, That is so important. And um, Mike, even before we, while I was saying good morning to you guys, you mentioned something about stumbling. And we're, we're, uh, an offense is like something in our path that causes us to stumble over. Mm-hmm. And the Lord uses that whole phrase in uh, Matthew uh, 11 when he's talking about the kingdom. And he's saying the least, John the Baptist up to that time had been the greatest, but the least uh, and that enters into and embraces the kingdom of God, he will be, he will be greater mm-hmm. than even John the Baptist. And he said, there's one condition, don't stumble. Don't let offense cause you to stumble mm-hmm. over what is happening. And, you know, when I think of that, I think of what, what the Lord is doing new. Because even in that passage, you know, John had gotten, had started questioning whether the Lord was really who they were looking mm-hmm. for. And I, I believe we are at a key place right now where we we are seeing the new and we can't stumble over it mm. when we see it. We have mm. to keep moving through it. Mm. And uh, it's very similar to what you're saying about Goshen, because, see, uh, uh, Joseph had been placed in that place of Egypt. And all of a sudden, it was time for reconciliation. It was time for divine recovery of his family. Time for them to realign. God had gotten into that point. He didn't put Joseph in Egypt just to save Egypt. He put him there to save God's covenant plan and his covenant lineage for Mm -hmm. the future. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. remember what Joseph said was, you're going to come down to Egypt with me after he went through the whole process of reconciliation, and you're going to be in Goshen, the very best part 
of what we now have to offer you. I think that is a real word for us. What you're hearing about Goshen, I believe we're going to be brought in and given some territory. Okay, he was kind of all over the place there, but <laughs> yeah, that's can what you he does. can you translate that from N A R? No, <laughs> there is no translation. It, it, so it, it, this is a prime example of of what you would call doublespeak. And although he was speaking sentences that had nouns and verbs, and if you were to write out the sentences, they would be they would be grammatically intact. Okay. Uh, they are as useful as this particular sentence, which I use on regular occasions, blue sleeps faster than Tuesday. And although blue sleeps faster than Tuesday, you shouldn't let Wednesday get in the way of your success. You, you, you see, when you start talking like this, you are engaging in pseudo profundity and you are engaging in doublespeak. And although your sentences have nouns and verbs, they absolutely mean Nothing. And Chuck Pierce, I've noted over the years that I have been reviewing him, he is known, he's notorious for saying absolutely nothing. He is the master at it. And you'll note, as he was supposedly opining about this Goshen prophecy, at the end of listening to what he was saying, you're still scratching your head going, I have no idea what any of it means. And that's the sad bit of all of this, is that there are so many people who hang on the words of people like Cindy Jacobs and Chuck Pierce and believe that they are hearing directly from God and that these words must be collected up and held in, uh, and held sacred and spread to the world. And, and it, it, in fact, at Glory of Zion, any time a prophetic word is uttered from the stage, it is the video portion of that prophetic word is, is saved out and put into a special portion of their uh, of their website called Prophecy Central, so that th that they can go back and review and hear these words from God. But we use them at, at Fighting for the Faith and in our Prophecy Bingo segments because they do not say anything, and that's what we heard Chuck Pierce do. He just he legitimately said something as lucid as blue sleeps faster than Tuesday. We're going to be brought in and given territory. And he was trying to draw a parallel with Joseph bringing his family down to dwell in Egypt during his reign. Yeah. What I can't figure out is how in the world should any person, let's say someone takes Chuck Pierce seriously, yeah. how should they understand that? I have no idea. What does it mean to, that we're going to be given territory? I live in North Dakota. This is no longer a, this is no longer part of the Dakota's territory. This is the state of North Dakota, and the only territory I have here in North Dakota is the land that my house sits on. And so, what does it mean that we're going to be given territory? And so, you'll know as they're describing the you know this so-called fulfillment of what this prophecy is supposed to look like. These Goshens are supposed to be legitimate places that we're supposed to go to where we're given territory from and it, none of it makes any sense because on the one hand it sounds like it's real territory but on the other hand uh, they're speaking about it so vaguely that uh, territory could pretty much mean anything and and that's kind of the point of these prophecies and we should bear in mind as you mentioned before that at the very least cindy jacobs claims to have been kind of 
aggregating the prophecy she'd been hearing from the other global council of prophets here. So, I mean, I don't know if she actually heard these things or if she's making it up on the spot, but it seems to me that the problem starts from the root here. This global council of prophets don't appear to make much, much sense either. No, they don't. And I would note they've only been around for 23 years. So the, the Apostolic Council of Prophetic Elders, if God had really intended for the, for there to be prophets in the New Testament church past the apostolic age, then we would have had them all along. But this is a group that was only formed 23 years ago when God restored prophecy to the church and, and apparently restored prophets to the church. And every year this group gets together in November and they get together in person. People fly in from all over the country and all over the world to meet at Cindy Jacobs Church in Texas. And Cindy Jacobs chairs this particular group and she's the one responsible for aggregating all of this to say, this is definitively what God is saying for this particular year. You can't make any sense of any of the stuff they say. Pastor Chris Roseborough is our guest. We're going through 2023 prophecies. It's This Week in Pop Christianity. On the other side, we'll hear from Patricia King. Several issues, etc. regular guests are candidates for leadership positions in the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. Every LCMS congregation has received nomination forms for the president and vice presidents of Synod. Please encourage your pastor and congregational leaders to fill out and return these nomination forms before February 28th of 2023. Learn more at issuesetc.org 2023 nominations. Issuesetc.org slash 2023 nominations. For nearly 140 years, the Lutheran Witness has taught the faith, defended it against error, and shown forth the great treasures of the Lutheran Church and biblical doctrine. We're continuing this legacy by publishing issues and articles that help you see the world from a Lutheran perspective and that teach biblical doctrine and show forth the treasures of God's Word. Visit our website to learn more and how to subscribe, witness.lcms.org. The Lutheran Witness, helping you interpret the world from a Lutheran perspective. Are you planning your vacation in the Orlando area? Are you thinking about retiring in Central Florida? Are you looking for a faithful Lutheran church near the theme parks? Then Zion Lutheran Church and School is the place for you. We're in Winter Garden, Florida, about 20 minutes from all the attractions. At Zion Lutheran Church and School, we believe, teach, and confess God's truth for you. Find out more on our website, zionwg.org. Life Week 2023 with Lutherans for Life is coming soon, and you're personally invited to join in celebrating that you are blessed for life. From Sunday, January 15th through Saturday, January 21st, 2023, Go to lutheransforlife.org for more information and for Zoom links. Lutherans for Life, equipping Lutherans and their neighbors to be gospel-motivated voices for life. lutheransforlife.org, lutheransforlife.org. More topics, more guests, more Jesus. You're listening to Issues Etc. Thanks to the following congregations for standing with us by becoming an Issues Etc. congregational sponsor. 
Augustana Lutheran, Moscow, Idaho, Concordia Lutheran, Jackson, Tennessee, Holy Cross Lutheran, Albany, Oregon, Hope Lutheran, Sonora, Texas, Mount Olive Lutheran, Madison, Wisconsin, Our Savior Lutheran, Louisville, Kentucky, Redeemer Lutheran, Nashville, Tennessee, St. John Lutheran, Racine, Wisconsin, St. Paul Lutheran, Munster, Indiana, Trinity Lutheran, Tryon, North Carolina, and Mount Olive Lutheran, Billings, Montana. Find out how your confessional Lutheran church can support this worldwide outreach by including Issues Etc. in your mission or advertising budget. Just go to issuesetc.org, click Support, Donate, and print a one-page flyer. When your congregation becomes an Issues Etc. sponsor, we'll publicize your church on the podcast, at our website, and in the Issues Etc. journal. Welcome back. I'm Todd Wilkin on this Friday, January the 6th. It's This Week in Pop Christianity. Today we're going through some 2023 prophecies with Pastor Chris Roseborough of Fighting for the Faith. So Chris, the next two cuts are from Patricia King. Who is she and what have her best of prophecies been in the past? Patricia King is the head of XP Media and she lives in Texas and she is a notable NAR false prophet. And and this is a woman who I've covered the fact that you know she claims that she's legitimately seen werewolves and and uh, been able to eradicate them by decreeing Jesus's name over them and weird stuff like this. But she has a very large following on, at XP Media, and she's also responsible for like launching into the charismatic movement some of the worst of the worst false teachers ever, including Todd White and uh, and others. But Patricia King, in this first cut, she is going to explain the purpose of the prophetic. This is part of a 2023 prophecy webinar of session one of a prophecy webinar that she's put out for the purpose of revealing to the world what the Lord has spoken to her. The prophet Patricia King is going to be happening in 2023, but she sets this up by explaining what she believes the purpose of the prophetic is. And uh, I'm going to not delay anymore. I'm going to go right into this because I have so much material to impart to you. And this is session one. I've got another session tomorrow night. And I've chosen uh, 14 words, actually, that God has given uh, me for 2023. And in 2 Chronicles 20, verse 20, the second half of the verse, it says, Put your trust in the Lord and you will endure, put your trust in his prophets, and succeed. And so when you identify a true word, I'm going to share with you the words that the Lord has given to me. And then, of course, you weigh them up before the Lord. And if they produce faith and encouragement in your heart, um, then receive those and, and just say, yes, Lord, I'm in agreement with this for my life. I want to come inside the essence of that word. I want to live inside the glory of that word. Because when you start receiving it for yourself, as you hear it and witness with it, agree with it, and then receive it for yourself, that word will start to activate inside of you, and it is going to produce great results, okay? So um, that is the way the prophetic uh, works. So we are um, 
uh, believing for God to give you insight. And what I love about the prophetic is especially um, the impact it has on people's lives to bring them into the heart of God and and showing showing us His agendas, His His desires and His longings. And I know that some. Prophetic is predictive, but the the main purpose of it is to bring you face to face with the Lord. It's interesting though. She starts by saying, "I'm I'm not going to delay." She wanted to bring a prophetic word. She still hasn't yet. I haven't heard no. anything from God yet. So maybe that's in the next cut. Uh, what is this notion of if you hear something I say, weigh it up before the Lord, and then you somehow activate that word? Right. Right. So the general idea here is is that. When you hear a prophecy from today's NAR prophets, they're very vague, and, and but they say if it resonates with you, in order for it to come true, you have to believe it. And so she, you'll note that she misappropriated and took out of context Second Chronicles twenty twenty, where an actual prophet, you know, in a time of great need in Judah, was speaking out to words of comfort to King Jehoshaphat. And in fact, it was Jehoshaphat himself who, having heard this prophecy that God was going to deliver them from, you know, this this attack that was imminent, it was Jehoshaphat who said, believe in Yahweh your God and you'll be established, believe his prophets and you will succeed. And he's talking about the actual prophetic word that they had received, that God was going to deliver them from this disaster that was before them. But Patricia King has now turned it into this kind of proof text. And so in NAR speak, the idea then is, is that, so if, if God prophesies that he's going to give you large sums of money in 2023, now that's God's intent. He intends to give you those large sums of money. But if you don't pray into that prophecy, if you don't believe it with your whole heart, then it's not going to come to pass because by believing it with your whole heart, you then are able to make it succeed and you can activate the prophecy. Otherwise, if you don't believe it, God's going to say, well, if you don't believe the prophecy, then I'm not going to activate the prophecy and I'm not responsible for making it happen. It always is dependent upon the recipient that they have enough faith or they believe into these things. Otherwise, God is not responsible for making it happen. He's only in telling you what his intention is. It's up to you to make that intention a reality by your faith. That's a kind of built-in escape hatch for the prophet, isn't it? Always, you know, because if, if so, if let's just say you're one of these people who hangs on every prophetic word of Patricia King, you, you attend all of her online prophetic seminars when she's giving prophetic words, you write them down, you put them on your mirror and you, and you're believing these things and there's specific things that you're believing into the glory of it, whatever that means. And so when that doesn't come true in, in your life, and you say, you know, I don't understand why this isn't happening. I mean, she said that God was going to make this happen in my life, but it's not happening at all. It hasn't happened, and it's been going on for a long period of time, and now we're beyond the horizon of when it was supposed to happen. And so you you, you contact XP Media and say, hey, XP Media, Patricia King, why hasn't God fulfilled the prophecy that you said that he was going to fulfill. I mean, after all, I sent you a $1,000 seed offering because I was showing God that I really believed into this prophecy that you had revealed. And Patricia King would write back and say, well, it's it's your fault. You, you, you didn't have enough faith. You didn't believe enough. And uh, you weren't fully devoted to the prophecy. Therefore, God didn't activate it. He was not beholden to activate it because you didn't truly believe it. And as a result of it, that's the reason why it didn't succeed. It's always your fault. 
By the way, I was I, I was at Patricia King Ministries website, and there was a link that said Patricia King's accountability team, and no surprise, it says page not found. <laughs> I think that says everything we need to, need to know about Patricia King and her prophecies. I would absolutely agree with that. So, <laughs> does she eventually get to? a quote-unquote prophetic word from God? or yeah, Well, yes. In fact, that's the next soundbite. And in this in, in this one, we're going to hear her predictions for 2023. And I would say this, if you have access to a Fighting for the Faith Prophecy bingo card, grab it, because I think you can get bingo just from this two-minute soundbite. It's going to be a great year for most believers, but it's vital in this year that you bind your feet to the path of the Lord. Okay. There's two paths. There's one that, that belongs to the Lord and everything that pertains to Christ. And then there's another path that is everything that is not Christ. Okay. It's not necessarily anti-Christ or resisting him, but it's not him. So we want to stay on the path that represents Jesus in every way. And this is a day and hour when you don't want to, to be having one foot on one path and another foot on another path no you want there's going to be a lot of abundance and breakthrough walk um you you will not be able to walk rather these two paths simultaneously um the path of christ is marked by blessing and that's what you can expect in uh 2023 and uh choose that path by by faith choose it from your heart. There's going to be new glory encounters. There's going to be realms of divine revelation and visitation that will be experienced by his people and acceleration of those things. There's going to be an acceleration of miracles. We'll share more about that later. There's going to be a lot of abundance and breakthroughs awaiting the faithful in 2023. And those of you who embrace this path of Christ in 2023, you're going to enjoy protection. You're going to enjoy victory. You're going to enjoy peace and even during the battles that rage around you in the world that we live in you will find that place of uh, perfect peace the heavens and the earth are going to continue to shake as it it's declared out of Haggai there's a shaking that everything that can be shaken will be shaken and the world will experience some upheavals but you are not to be afraid and to know also that the anger of man is going to attempt to resolve some justice issues, um, but it's going to be without breakthrough because the anger of man will not achieve the righteousness of God. But those that wait upon the Lord and you put your trust in him, you'll be kept in perfect peace and you'll be granted solutions also that are going to help others. Revival and harvest are going to spread. I've got more on that to unpack to you tonight as I get into the words that I'm going to be carrying, but it's going to be, Stuart, it's going to be a great uh a, a great time in the Lord uh, with uh, God doing many, many wonderful things. 2023 is a year to be embraced for his glory. So this was, as you said, going in kind of the blackout bingo card. What what kind of terms were in there that would have filled up my prophecy bingo card? Breakthroughs, accelerations, glories, <laughs> all of those are prophecy bingo words. And I will note this that uh, we put the Prophecy Bingo card originally together now five years ago. 
and that was a result of me basically kind of going back through uh, episodes of Fighting for the Faith, where we have we did these things called prophecy open mics, where you know we would you know listen to you know people giving so called prophecies, and I noted a pattern, and that was is that there it was basically these prophets would give a word salad, you know they just toss together certain words, and there were certain words that kept reoccurring. And I noticed that they reoccur with such frequency that uh, that I thought, you know what? If you played bingo with this, you could probably you know make, turn it into a game. And so we we put together a list of 150 of these recurring words: activation, suddenly, breakthrough, you know, portals, and things like this. And that was the genesis of of, of prophecy bingo. And what we he- just heard Patricia King do was like a machine gun of prophecy bingo words just kind of spewing it out but i would note that if five years ago i put together a prophecy bingo card that you know, had all these words in it and we note that people are just rehashing and spewing these nonsensical words how is that a prophecy from god how is god the one behind any of this in reality this she's she's intentionally not saying anything and those words don't really mean anything what does it mean to say that god's going to give you breakthrough that there's going to be activations that the, he's going to provide for you solutions and things like this how can we say oh that legitimately happened and we can say that that prophecy was fulfilled and and you'll note that not only these prophecies vague but they're one size fits all they're you know so she's prophesying to everybody everywhere and just take those parts that resonate with you and then pray into those and believe into those parts of the prophecy and that's the bit that'll come true for you and she had uh, front-loaded a prophetic escape hatch there that you have to bind your feet to the path of the lord and right if if these things don't happen or or it doesn't turn out this way then you haven't bound your feet to the path of the lord Clearly, you were you were double minded, and and you were wa- trying to walk on two paths at once. And see, that's the reason why it didn't come true. Again, it always is the fault of the person listening to these people when these prophecies don't come true. It's never the fault of the false prophet. It's always the fault of the of the person listening to them and their way of putting it. It didn't come true because you just didn't walk the path of the Lord. Otherwise, it would have. You know, so it's it's your fault that you didn't have a twenty twenty three filled with peace and solutions and breakthroughs and activations and things like this. It's all your fault because you didn't walk the path of the Lord. It's This Week in Pop Christianity with Chris Rosebro. We're discussing 2023 prophecies. The Issues Etc. Book of the Month for January is written by regular guest Dr. Bill Weinrich. It is his latest commentary on the middle section of John's Gospel. It's the second of a three-volume set. John 7, verse 2 through 12 50 from Concordia Publishing House. Give them a call 1-800-325-3040 or browse before you buy at our website, issuesetc.org. The Concordia Commentary on John 7, 2 through 1250 by Dr. Bill Weinrich. On the other side, do the biblical prophets hedge their bets or leave themselves escape hatches? If you appreciate Issues Etc., our 24-7 music and talk stations, and our daily verse-by-verse Bible study, The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, please include a bequest in your will or trust for these worldwide media resources. 
Bequests aren't subject to federal tax or capital gains taxes. Ensure your children, grandchildren, and great-grandchildren the opportunity to listen by including a bequest in your will or trust for issues, etc., Lutheran Public Radio, and the word of the Lord endures forever. Job saw the city as a wasteland, as if devoid of God, witnessing injustice to the poor by the corrupt, lawlessness of criminals, trafficking of children, blatant immorality, thinking God could not see wicked deeds done in the dark of night. Yet God never abandoned Job, nor his city, groaning for mercy. God is working through the living Redeemer, hands etched with salvation, pointing to the resurrection to come. Join us at lcms.org slash citymission to seek peace and shine the light in the city. Expert guests, expansive topics, extolling Christ. You're listening to Issues Etc. Christological. My friends, Jesus comes only for sinners. Historical. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by... Sacramental. Take and eat. This is the true body of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, given unto death for your sins. To find a Christological, historical, and sacramental church near you, go to issuesetc.org and click Find a Church. Welcome back. Pastor Chris Roseborough is our guest, creator and host of the YouTube channel Fighting for the Faith. It's This Week in Pop Christianity, we're talking about 2023 prophecies. Chris, I cannot think of a biblical prophet who hedged his bets or left himself an escape hatch and says, this is what God is going to do, but only if you do thus and so. No, and I would note this, that there is one particular time when God will relent when a prophecy is given. Jeremiah basically makes it clear that when a prophecy is given regarding God's judgment and destruction, and those people repent of their sins, God will relent of the disaster. Quintessential example of that is is Jonah. So Jonah is told by God to go to Nineveh and prophesy and call down judgment on them. Jonah doesn't want to go, and we learn in the later chapters of Jonah the reason why he didn't want to go is because he knew that they would repent and that God would forgive him. He didn't want that. So that's where the whole fish story comes in. But when Jonah does show up with a little bit of, let's say, motivational prompting by God, he prophesies that God is going to destroy them, yet 40 days and Nineveh will be overthrown. And the whole city, from the king to all of the, the, the citizens, repented in sackcloth and ashes, and God relented of the disaster, and Jonah was really, really upset about that. That's the only thing that you can point to where God, when he gives a prophecy, he will actually relent if the prophecy is regarding judgment, if the people repent. That is the one thing that we can count on. And you'll note that each and every one of us as human beings, we were born dead in trespasses and sins. And God's word prophesies every one of us of our imminent doom and us being cast into the lake of fire. 
But Christ has come and bled and died for our sins. He, he was the prophet prophesied by Moses. And God said, if you don't listen to him, I'm going to hold you accountable. And Christ is the one who came and spoke peace to us and mercy and forgiveness and went to the cross and died. And by trusting in Christ, having been, having been repented by the work of the Holy Spirit and trusting in Christ for the forgiveness of our sins, God has relented of the disaster that he has prophesied for all of humanity for the rebellion against him, at least for the Christians, because rather than being tossed in the lake of fire as we deserve, we instead are, are, we are adopted children of God and promised an inheritance in the world to come. Two final questions. How does anyone listen to this week in and week out? It is so trite. It's so vacuous. It's so, as you say, repetitive, formulaic. How do they have an audience? Fear. That's one of the things. But the other part of it is I legitimately think it's a fulfillment of a prophecy that the Apostle Paul gave in Second Thessalonians, where he talks about in the days immediately before the return of Christ, that wickedness would increase to the point where God would send a strong delusion on people so that they would believe a lie because they refused to believe the truth. So a good way to think about it is, is that, yeah, when you look at this stuff, I mean, you talk to your average pagan non-believer. Listen to this prophecy. What do you think about it? They said, this is just silly. This is stupid. People believe this? And, you know, somebody who has, like, zero training in theology or any exposure to Christianity other than this is going to say, this is ridiculous. But these people are under such a strong delusion that they legitimately believe that those are words from God. And they fear that they are going to uh, blaspheme God, the Holy Spirit, and and the, which is the unforgivable sin, if they challenge or question these prophecies by these prophets. And that's part of the subculture of the charismatic movement, is that people are constantly being told that if, if you come against God's prophets, if you speak against this stuff, you are dangerously close to committing the unforgivable sin. And so you have fear kind of pushing them down on one side, and I would note God's judgment on the other because they're so delusional they actually think that this stuff is from God. So, Chris, why are the prophecies of God the real ones, superior to the prophecies of self-proclaimed prophets? Well, number one, God isn't, he's not mentally ill. And when he speaks, he speaks truth, and he speaks clearly, he speaks understandably. And every time God has spoken and said something is going to happen, it happens happens. God's word doesn't return void. In fact, scripture says of God's word that it is living, active, sharper than a double-edged sword. God says in the prophecies of Isaiah that you know his his words do not return to him void and they accomplish the things for which he has sent them. And when we talk about the word of God, one of the things one of the attributes of God's word is the perspicuity of it. And that is is that it's understandable. And God is speaking to us and he wants to communicate things to us and he has that tell us where we came from, what went wrong, what he's 
done to set things right. That personal call for each of us to repent of our sins and trust in the one he has sent, who has gone to the cross to bleed and die for all of our sins. So you'll note that God's word and real prophecy, nothing in the world can even compare to it. No religious book of any other religion comes close, and none of the people in the name of Jesus who are prophesying this nonsense, none of their words even come close to the gold standard of God's word. In fact, the fact that it doesn't proves that God is not the one speaking these words. But God's word, it is the thing that is so vital that we need to hear because God communicates, God has communicated, and he wants us all to hear and to believe what he has done for us so that we can be saved rather than perish. Pastor Chris Rosebro is pastor of Consfinger Lutheran Church in Oslo, Minnesota. He's creator and host of the YouTube channel, Fighting for the Faith. You'll find a link to Fighting for the Faith at our website, issuesetc.org. Click Talk on Demand Archives. Chris, thanks. Thank you. Next week on Issues Etc., we'll have pastors Brian Wolfmiller and Brian Ketchelmeyer respond to your unanswered Bible questions. We'll talk with Dr. Nancy Piercy about how parents can help their children reject transgender lies. And we'll discuss the late Pope Benedict on the sacrament of the altar, worship, and biblical scholarship with Pastor Andrew Gerke. I'm Todd Wilkin. Go to Church Sunday. Thanks for listening to Issues Etc. Listen weekday afternoons to Pastor Todd Wilkin and guests on Issues Etc., Issues Etc. is a listener-supported program. Your financial support is vital for the continuation and expansion of this worldwide outreach. Our mailing address, Issues Etc., P.O. Box 83, Collinsville, Illinois, 62234. Box 83, Collinsville, Illinois, 62234. You can also donate at our website, issuesetc.org. Issues Etc. is a production of LPR, Lutheran Public Radio. You're invited to a special life service Sunday afternoon at 3 on January 22nd at St. Paul Lutheran Church in Columbia, Illinois. Pastor Michael Salamink, Executive Director of Lutherans for Life, will be the guest preacher. What does Jesus have to do with life issues? Find out at a life service Sunday afternoon at 3, January 22nd at St. Paul Lutheran Church in Columbia, Illinois. Learn more at sidadvocatesforlife.com. This is Pastor Tyler Arnold of Village Lutheran Church in Ladue, Missouri. The Saints at Village are proud to be an Issues Etc. congregational sponsor. If you are in the St. Louis area, join us for the Divine Service at 8.15 or 10.45 a.m., Bible Study and Sunday School at 9.30 a.m., as we receive Christ's promise of salvation and forgiveness through word and sacrament. You can find us at villagelutheranchurch.org. Village Lutheran in St. Louis welcomes you.